It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. What's going on, everyone? This is the Go Birds Podcast. Elliot here. Sadly, no James Seltzer. He's off dominating the morning show. But with the NFL draft now just really about three weeks away, a little less than a month, I wanted to take some time, and I'll be doing a few of these pods, digging into some of the prospects I really like at each position. Um, Obviously, we'll do a ton of draft talk on the pod that we do with James and, of course, on Go Birds Radio and all that stuff. But I wanted to dedicate a little bit of time each week and really each day. I'm going to try to you know, do all the positions to just the guys that I really like. And I want to do this for a few reasons. A, I love digging into the nitty gritty of the prospects, what I like about them, what I don't, guys I like, guys I don't like, all those things. But the other part of this is, frankly, as a, you know, the real ones and auto downloaders, I will just be honest with you, it helps me do my draft prep. And one thing I've really found is that Eagles Twitter and you guys, the auto downloaders, the real ones, you guys are great at knowing what prospects to look for. We've all, uh, you know, followed this team for a long time. We know what they like. And so when I do these pods, I'm really hoping to get a lot of feedback. Guys, you think I should be looking at guys you don't like, what you agree with my assessment of different players, what you disagree with. And then I'm sure I'll argue with it with James on the podcast about it even further. So Today, I wanted to start with what is kind of the most important position for this team heading into the draft. So obviously, they have a ton of needs. Um, Well, I take that back. Obviously, they have positions they need to get guys at. Linebacker, safety, they're not going to draft those early, so it really doesn't matter. So what it comes down to is with that number 10 pick, and I'll look at guys later in the draft too, but with that number 10 pick and at that number 30 pick, 
what position matches up with what they value, but also a good pick at that selection. And as we all know with Howie Roseman, there's three positions he really values. Quarterback, offensive line, defensive line. We'll get into offensive line on another pod. I frankly don't really see a lot of great options for them at 10, but there's an interesting discussion to be had there about the future of needing that position and all those things. Obviously not taking a quarterback at 10. So the position I wanted to start with today was edge rusher. We talked a lot about Jalen Carter in the last few pods, and I'll do one on the interior guys that I like. But the edge rushers, I think, is an underrated position that they could really go after with that number 10 pick or move up a little bit, move back a little bit, look at one in number 30. Frankly, it wouldn't shock me if they took an edge rusher at 10 and number 30. Why is that? Look at their edge right now. Hassan Reddick, one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. Clearly, you know, Pro Bowl player last year. I think you could argue had the best season of all the edge rushers. They have an absolute stud in him, good age, all those things he set. Josh Sweat, also a stud edge rusher. Good age, great year, has shown that he can be a double-digit sack guy, consistently gets to the quarterback, makes plays when he gets there. They have two stud edge guys. After that, I mean, Brandon Grant is coming back. He's 34. Who even knows if he'll be back for another year? Had a great year last year. You probably can't expect him to have double-digit sacks again. And then really, I mean, their depth chart after that takes a big, big dive. Like Derek Barnett is technically, I believe, on the roster, but who knows what he is going to be moving forward. There's some young guys that they've liked uh, in the past. I'm going to pull up their updated depth chart here to, um, to, to go over the guys that they have at that position. Um, But I mean, it's a position that they need. So you look at their edge, Brandon Graham. I mean, Teron Jackson had a nice kind of training camp last year. You can't really expect him uh, to do much. Like I said, Derek Barnett is there. Matt Leo, who has like the best job in the NFL because he just gets paid, uh, you know, six figures and pretty much does nothing. Um, So they don't really have much at edge rusher after their top two guys. And Brandon Graham, who's in kind of a unique case of his own. So edge rusher is a need for this team. It's It's a position they value. And I think at the first pick, there's some kind of interesting options that they could go for. So let's start with who is clearly the best edge rusher in this draft. Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama, six foot four, 253 pounds, only 21 years old, which is a big deal when you talk about taking someone this early in the draft. Later on, you can, you know, finagle with the age a little bit in terms of, all right, well, it's a fourth round pick, so whatever. But early on, you want somebody that you think is like either has room to grow, obviously, but also isn't going to be you know, 28 on when their second contract comes around. I mean, Will Anderson, 21 years old, when his second deal comes around, he'll only be 25 then, even a little earlier if they sign him after three years. So what makes Will Anderson the best edge rusher in the class? First of all, the chances are he will not fall to 10. This is probably a situation where the Eagles would move up, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I think if they can do it, he is worth moving up for. Why? He's a great athlete for the position. I mean, when I look at edge rushers, there are things, you know, from my experience covering the team, I'm not going to pretend to be some draft nut in terms of like breaking down technique and stuff, but just qualities I've found are really important at the position. One, I really value speed. You have to be able to get around the edge. If you look in college, the guys that just win with power do not really translate to the NFL. And we'll get to that with Luke Van Ness. But when I look at guys and you know what their what their scouting report says and the guys that succeed, it's quick twitch guys, guys that can get around the corner, guys that can bend, that can get low and stay up, guys that can run around guys, but also 
guys that have pass rush moves, right? Like I think sometime in college, players are able to win simply because like they're bigger or they're stronger or they're going against bad competition where they don't have to develop pass rush moves. The guys I like come into the NFL with pretty good pass rush moves. So Will Anderson, great athlete for the position, long arms, big range, good bend, gets around the edge, stays up. Like He has the physical traits that you look for in an edge rusher. Similar to Josh Sweat in that way. He's not really Hassan Reddick where... Hassan Reddick's not a tweener, and at this point, he's one of the best edge, rusher, edge rushers in the draft. But Will Anderson is more of the traditional frame that you look for in an edge rusher. So he has a bull rush move, but he can use his athleticism to get around the edge. Good set of pass rush moves. Probably needs a little bit of, I shouldn't say a little, probably needs coaching in that, in that respect. But he didn't just win with power and speed. He does have pass rush moves. And how did he win? He won a ton. He had 27 and a half sacks the last two seasons. Um, you know, just an c- extremely productive player, great athlete, all the traits you're looking for. Like he would be, while Jalen Carter, I think because of their need on the interior, would be a better pick. And I think he is in some ways a better prospect. Will Anderson is the ideal edge rusher prospect that you could get at number 10. He's perfect right away for the Eagles because he can play right away. He will be able to step in and be your, like, I mean, frankly, you hope he becomes your number two, if not number one edge rusher, since you're taking him at number 10. But he can step in right away and be your number three edge rusher over Brandon Graham and just day one, I think he'll get pressure on the quarterback. So if you add his raw athleticism with his somewhat refined game and this coaching staff that has shown they can take guys and improve them, I think he could turn into one of the best edge rushers in the whole draft. So they can't get him at 10. I think that's unlikely, barring some real draft day surprises. So how can they get up for him, right? How are they going to, Where? how high do they have to move to make a, a trade for him? Let me pull up the NFL draft value chart to pull this up because it does change every single year. So the Eagles currently at number 10. For those that don't know what the draft value chart is, it essentially assigns a point total to each draft pick. The number one pick is 3,000 points. The Eagles 10th pick is 1,300. How far could Will Anderson fall? So you would think quarterbacks are going to go one and two, Carolina and Houston. Arizona at number three, that's a wild card spot. A team could move up for a quarterback. And if they don't, they likely, I would think, would go defense. Everyone's boy, Jonathan Gannon there. Jalen Carter is a possibility there. Will Anderson is a possibility at three. But if he makes it past three, Indianapolis at four, you would think that's a quarterback spot. Seattle at five also could be a quarterback spot. They've met with a lot of quarterbacks in the pre-draft process, but I would think there's a possibility there that he would go. Detroit at six. That's a tough one. Like, I think they could really go with almost any position. But if he gets to Seattle or Detroit, Seattle's point is Seattle's pick is worth 1,700 points. So the Eagles are 400 away. The Eagles' second round pick uh, is worth about 300. So that, that would get you to 1,600. So you're right around six. If they really wanted to, like, if they really wanted to say, you know what, Will Anderson is our guy. He's an edge rusher. We're all in on him. The number 30 pick is worth 620 points. Combine that with number 10 and you're at 1900, you could really get up to number four if you wanted to. And if that team was willing to make a deal. And frankly, the Colts might, because you would think Anthony Richardson would be there at 10 or at least a possibility. Will Levis could be there. So Will Anderson is someone that checks every box. Great prospect, important position, position of need. Won't be there at 10, but I think you can maybe see them make a move up the board for him. All right, outside of Will Anderson, 
Nolan Smith is another edge rusher I really like in this draft. Now, he is a guy that, you know, people are going to be very torn on because physically, six foot two, 238 pounds, he's small. He's undersized, right? Like, and that's why his comp is, is Hassan Reddick. Now, if you look at Hassan Reddick's career, he started out playing more of a linebacker position, eventually turned into an edge rusher, and he was awesome at it. He's turned into one of the best in the league, double digit sacks each of the last three seasons. I think Nolan Smith has that kind of potential. So undersized for sure, but an elite, elite athlete. Me and James talked about this on the last pod, um, his spider chart, which which compares his measurables to other prospects is off the chart. Like he is one of the quickest, one of the most agile, all those things. So elite, elite athlete. Like I talked about with Will Anderson, elite bend off the edge. He can get under uh, offensive tackles. He stays up, has some good pass rush moves. He can rush standing up like Hassan Reddick does, or he's shown an ability to rush with his hands on the ground. But the other really impressive thing about Nolan Smith that really turned me into a Nolan Smith fan is his, is his pressure rate. Last year, he got after quarterbacks 16.3% uh, of the times when he rushed the passer. If you compare that to Will Anderson, who we just talked about, 16.9%. So he is right there. And that 16.3%, really stacks up well. Chase Young, number two overall pick, played great before he got hurt. He was 16.9, right? Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, another high pick, 14.2%. Um, Tray uh, Trayvon Walker, number one pick, probably didn't pan out at this point, 8.8. So his pass rush percentage, his ability to simply just get to the quarterback is one of the best in this draft and one of the best compared to some of the best prospects over the last few years. So I will. I think that is an incredibly important quality because it combines elite athlete with an ability and a proven ability in a great conference to show he gets to the quarterback. The issue, his sack numbers are not great. Just 12 and a half sacks in 38 games. You wonder if he is somebody that when he gets to the quarterback, doesn't finish. Now, quarterback sacks can be a little misleading in the way that guys can throw it away. Like there, There's lots of reasons, right? So ultimately, I like the fact he gets to the quarterback. But the the undersized part, somewhat concerning. I'm not as concerned about it. Frankly, like his season-ending uh, season injury last year, he tore his pec muscle, is a little more concerning. He's probably a reach at 10, but I, well, I should say he is a reach at 10. But if he turns into his potential, right? If he turns into the guy that gets to the quarterback and like meets that Hassan Reddick comp, then obviously he is not not a, a, a reach. So I, I like Nolan Smith a lot and he would be my number two guy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another player I really like, BJ Audulari Adu <laughs> out of LSU. I definitely butchered that name and I apologize. But six foot two, um, he's heavier than Nolan Smith. He's around 248 pounds, same size, so a little undersized. Way better sack numbers 16 and a half sacks in 31 games, only 21 years old. And what I like about him is he comes to the NFL 
with a ton of pass rush moves. He has all the moves you want to see in an edge rusher. He is a good first step, so that's really important. He gets off the line quick, and he could probably be coached up a little bit on it, but great first step, great bend, great set of pass rush moves. Uh, again, like Nolan Smith, can rush the passer from both standing up and his hand in the ground. Um, has everything you want in a pass rusher prospect. Uh, he is probably, you know, he doesn't match up to Will Anderson in terms of his just physical tools, which is why he won't be drafted very high. And again, his size is an issue. So you wonder with bigger bigger tackles in the NFL how he'll handle that. But his brother played in the NFL, which you like to see. He has someone in his corner to help him adjust. Good sack numbers, great athlete. I think he would be a really good pick at number 30. Probably not going to be there with their second round pick. But at number 30, especially if you get a Jalen Carter, or let's say you go with an offensive player at number 10, I think he's a really good edge rushing prospect to get at the end of the first round. So Will Anderson, Nolan Smith, BJ Ajilari, those would be, as of now, my top three guys. Number four would be higher, except he's just old. Like So Will McDonald out of Iowa State, six foot four, 239 pounds, Similar frame to uh, Will Anderson, not as heavy, but similar frame in terms of big body, big arms, prototypical edge rusher. He's 23 and he's going to be 24. So for that second deal, you know, he's 27, 28 years old. That That's a concern. But like proven production, 48 games in college, which is a lot. And that's why he's old. But 34 sacks in those 48 games. He has an electric first step. Great bend around the edge. And what I like about him when you read the scouting reports is they talk so much about when he attacks the tackle, he doesn't just kind of like put his body into him and figure it out. He attacks him with a plan. He has a good set of pass rush moves. Um, Again, rush standing up or with his hand in the ground, which is something I really like in an edge rusher. So something you'll hear a lot about these prospects. Um, And He's a, you know, a great athlete, athletic enough to play linebacker, which he did a little bit of. I would not draft him to do that, but he's a little bit like Hassan Reddick, bigger size, but a little bit like Reddick in his versatility, but I would just have him rush the passer. Um, in high school, again, this is what I really like from his scouting report, all around athlete. He played football, basketball, baseball, he even threw the discus. So just a freak athlete, great set of pass rushing moves, great physical traits in terms of his size. But again, he's just old. So that's the concern. I mean, I don't think he makes it to the second round. I would take him in the second round because even though his age is a concern, I think he can be a productive player right away and help this pass rush. Number 30, you know, you look at some of the draft boards, they have him around there. It feels it feels like a stretch to me just because of his age, but I think as a pass rushing prospect, I really, really like Will McDonald. Again, out of Iowa State, he'd be my number four guy. Um, all right, so let's talk a little later rounds now. Byron Young out of Tennessee, six foot three, 245 pounds. I view him as a middle round guy. That's kind of where he's also at on the prospect uh, big boards and mock drafts and all those things. 12 and a half sacks in 24 games, really good production in that regard. 25 years old. So again, older, you're talking middle of the rounds, but he has the qualities. Like when I read these scouting reports and I watch them, Elite first step, extremely quick, and his effort really shows up, in my opinion. When you're really quick with great effort, you make a lot of plays. You make them against the run. You get quarterbacks against the sideline. You don't give up on plays. You get pressures other guys wouldn't. So 
effort to me is big from a defensive end perspective. Um, and he doesn't give up. Like I said, that, that is something you also saw in his sacks and something you saw in the scouting reports. Doesn't give up on the play. Uh, he is better as a stand-up rusher, not as much of a put-his-hand-in-the-ground in, in type of guy. But he is able to rush standing up. Raw, not a ton of pass rush moves, which is a concern for being 25 years old. Gets a lot of pressure. Um, 12 and a half sacks in 24 games is good numbers. But one thing you read is that he's not great at finishing. Doesn't add up with the sack numbers, but still something to, to think about. Good run defender uh, and showed good football smarts. Um, a lot of reports mentioned this, which is, I think, a really good sign. Really good football smarts on RPO plays. The NFL is heading more and more to RPO offenses, RPO running games. So football players that come into the NFL really good at reading it, I think is a really good sign. So Byron Young out of Tennessee, another guy I like. One prospect I wanted to get into, because I'm kind of torn on him, is Tyree Jackson out of Texas Tech. Six foot six, 271 pounds. Just like a an absolute perfect like physical specimen at the position very strong um you know you saw him win with power in college but also has a really quick first step now there was some some kind of disagreement on this the draft prospect guides that i like didn't view him as quick off the line daniel jeremiah though who i really trust does a great job i mean he has him as a fourth best player in the entire draft so he thinks he is quick off the line other prospect uh you know kind of breakdowns didn't but overall, it seems at least like he's he's decent off the line. Finishes when he gets to the quarterback. 14 sacks the last two seasons. 27 and a half tackles for a loss. Consistently behind the line of scrimmage. Like I said, six foot six, 271 pounds. Only 22. Will be 23 soon. Soon. So pretty good age for for that spot. One concern is he did have a foot injury at the end of last year. He's physically cleared. Of course, that's what you're going to read about all prospects. But that's something to consider. Good against the run. So I'm torn on him. On one hand, at number 10, I think he checks a box of an important position. Great athlete. Good production. You know, draft people I trust seem to be into him. But the foot injury is a bit of a concern. Like, that that would, you know, there is mixed results on how quick he is off the line. So ultimately, I would like it at 10 because I think he checks enough boxes where, okay, edge rusher. But I think... In my world, he would be a better pick at 30. Probably not going to be there. Maybe you move up a little bit for him if he starts to fall. I don't love him as much as number at number 10 as I do a Will Anderson, a Nolan Smith. I frankly like BJ Adjolari more, but I will accept the fact that the draft community does not. So Tyree Jackson, someone a bit torn on, but I, I get the reasoning of why they would take him. All right. I got to talk about Luke Van Ness just because he's mocked to the Eagles a bunch. He is in that range of the top 10 pick. He's six foot five, 272 pounds. So like Tyree Jackson, big guy, super strong. To me, he I like he checks all the boxes of what I don't like in a draft prospect. Like, A, he strictly won with power at Iowa. If you look, like that's how he got his sacks. That's what all the draft guys say. None of them talks about him and all his pass rush moves. He is just a big guy that pushed people over in Iowa at Iowa, and I do not view that as a skill that translates to the NFL. Now, I do think the Eagles have a good coaching staff, so maybe you get him here, you teach him pass rush moves, you combine that with the power, he is a big guy, like maybe. But off of just physical traits, production, all those things, I don't like him in that regard. I, like He is like the anti-Elliot pick in terms of an edge rusher, 
but he's viewed as being a, a, a top pick. Another concern for me, and I know it's an Iowa program thing where I guess they don't start their their uh, like underclassmen or whatever, but he played less than 50% of the snaps at Iowa. It wasn't like some senior was going out there for two snaps and then Luke Van Ness played the rest. Like He was not a guy that played a ton of snaps. And again, his best tool is his, pass, is his bull rush, and I don't like that in college prospects. I want guys that are quick off the edge, that, get, that can get below the tackle, all those things. I don't like the bull rush as a pass rush move. Did a good job of finishing when he got there, which is encouraging, but he's just not a great athlete, doesn't have a first special first step, doesn't have a good burst off the line. So my overall concern with him is that he's good, but he can't be great. And at number 10, I need someone that has a high upside. Like Nolan Smith doesn't have, in some ways, like the draft things, like the draft criteria you look for compared to Luke Van Ness. But ultimately, I think he has a much higher ceiling than Luke Vendez. I think B.J. Argelari does. I think Will McDonald, even with his age, has a higher ceiling. I'm just not into Luke Vendez. I think he would come here, maybe be the third or fourth rotational guy. I don't think he has the ability to overtake Redick or Sweat, whereas I think some of these other guys do. So those are the, the edge rushers that I like, or at least are worth talking about, I think, for the Eagles. Like I said at the top, if there's a guy you like, if there's someone you think I should look at, if you disagree with what I said, um, you know, DM me, get in the Go Birds uh, Twitter chat, let me know what you guys think, and this is something I'm going to be doing more of. I want to get into the interior guys, the receivers, the running backs, the safeties, well, maybe even do quarterbacks too, because as Howie said, they are a quarterback factory. So if you're still listening, thank you guys so much. Uh, I enjoy, like I said, I love draft time. I love talking about these prospects. So thank you for taking the time to listen. Uh, make sure you hit that auto download button, five-star reviews, all those good things. Always appreciative to the auto downloaders and the real ones. And uh, hopefully talk to you guys next time for a pod with James. But if not, talk to you guys on next one of these draft prospects things. And thanks for listening.